sometimes yeah i like getting my asshole licked he looked like a hippie and we all know hippies are disgusting Hello and welcome. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I am your host, Brian Beckner. As always, thank you for joining the program. Episode 89 of the show. Stoked you are here. Stoked you are a part of... Wait, episode 90. Episode 89 was last week. Ron Brown, remember? Now it's 90. Uh, who, who thought we were closing in on a hundred, a hundred could be a big deal. Maybe that's when we'll do our big 90210 episode. That's coming. Teaser. The, I, I happen to know the two, the world's two foremost 90210 experts. I, most people don't. I'm happen to be personal friends with both of them. Considering doing a show, 90210 related show where we, uh, where, where we take your questions, because you guys are all fans of that show. I was busy doing cool stuff while you guys were watching 90210, by the way. I'm, I'm not re- I don't really know. I've seen a few reruns here and there. Not really an expert on the show at all. I definitely haven't seen every single one of them. But I know that you guys all watch that show. I know all you guys know a lot about, about it. And I happen to know the two world's foremost expert, experts on 90210. So we could, we're, we're mulling the idea of doing a question and answer show with those guys. So stay tuned for that. Maybe we'll do that for number 100. Episode 90, as always, I tell you how to reach out. A lot of people reached out this week. We appreciate that. A lot of people need to be shamed. You guys wanted to let us know about that. Of course, the way you do that is at via the mailbag, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. And then, of course, you can always leave us a voicemail, 949 464 TBLS. And as always, I implore you, like our Facebook page. There's a lot going on there. There's a lot of stuff you can share with your friends. There's a lot of like-minded listeners that talk about what we talk about there. So it's a good place to interact with other people from the show. So you should do that. Uh, Joining me now, as always, episode 90. I can't even believe it. It's Ed Daly. Ed, how are you? Good. Uh, uh, 90. Richard Dent. I use 95. Oh, 95. Close enough. Uh, 90, I can think of, I can only think of one. Neil Smith, uh, he had the tape over his nose. Chiefs. Chiefs, and maybe Broncos at the end, like with, with Elway's Super Bowl. Teams. He was a beast. Yeah, he was, that's the only 90 I can come up with. Um, yeah, that's one more than I could. Uh, okay, Ed, a lot of people reached out to the show. A um, lot of people interested in the shaming i feel like we should jump right into the uh, voicemails or the email segment of the program um this first one is from a guy who wanted to relay we were talking about this guy just wanted to, to relay an embarrassing story um let me know how i'm gonna read this uh basically he was he's i'm, I'm trying to, to to edit for um the sake of brevity here but he he basically was talking he's hanging out at a buddy's house Drinking, swimming, eating, shooting the shit. He's been drinking all day. Suddenly it's 10 p.m. These guys decide, he says, I'll I'll jump in there. We decide it is a great idea to take some shots. Uh, His buddy's wife was super down and decided that we needed to take them back to back. We finished three bottles of liquor in about 20 minutes. I don't care if there was 50 people there. That's too much. 
That's that's yeah, that's a little that's aggressive. Not, that's not that's not fun. That's that's. I mean, it's not my idea of fun, but people drink at different levels. As we were all talking inside the house, my stomach starts to gargle. Oh, we've all been there, Ed. Sure. I I feel like if you mainline an entire bottle of whatever liquor they were drinking, it probably happens more likely than not. Uh, This guy says, I feel like I have to sneak out a nice little toot. Okay, I almost stopped reading that. We all know where this is going. Yes, he's he's about to gamble and lose, but I I, I oppose you using the word toot vehemently. But I decided to hold it. Well, that's a good guy there. As I'm standing there talking to my friend, it slipped. I immediately didn't like the way it felt. Instantly, I excused myself and power walked to the restroom, which was about 10 to 15 feet away. As as soon as I sat down, all hell breaks loose. As I'm sitting there, embarrassed and disappointed in myself, I look down at the floor and see that there is brown liquid by my foot. Surprised and disgusted... He, he determined that he, he, uh, he had a little accident. Um, yeah. You know, we, we've, we've told this type of story several different what, ways. Yeah. Well, I think important, what this guy's saying is that he deserves shame. And I agree. Go on. The important thing is that you can never, ever say, I'll hold, I'll hold on. No, once you, you, once you feel that gargle. You got to go. We are at code brown. There's no, there's no holding it in. No, there's no, there's no holding right. it in. As grandma used to say, never trust a fart after a few beers. That's Certainly right. not after several bottles of booze. Yeah, you're going to gamble and lose. That's for sure. Anyway, he finishes up. Longtime listener and pretty solid fan of the three of y'all. Tell Fancy she shouldn't hide the accent. It's awesome. That is from Mike in Sugarland. I uh, like being called y'all. I um, like it. Yeah, yeah, I like. Yeah, it's very. I've, it's feel like I'm in. There's y'all and there's all y'all, and there's a difference. Uh, yeah, but the important thing is like nobody says y'all around here. No. So when I hear it, I feel like, hey, you're welcoming me into your world. Yeah, I feel like I'm one of you. I agree. Okay, here's a couple more shamings, gents. I have a couple shamings for you to discuss, and both involve grocery store decorum. Ooh, I like these. Mm, the yeah. first is at the checkout. I was placing a few items from my basket on the counter when suddenly I was standing shoulder to shoulder with a woman who was doing the same, not more than a foot between us. Can we agree? Pardon me. Can we agree? This is a clear violation of an unspoken social contract. Yes. Because of this, now I'm the asshole who will use a cart when only needing a basket and will park said cart behind me as I unload providing proper clearance to avoid these social deviants. Also, in regards to shopping carts, do you have an opinion on people who block aisles without a care in the world? They're monsters. Terrible people. Nothing says in it for yourself like blocking traffic. I am curious of your thoughts on this. Thanks. That's from Rome Show. Um, Ed, your thoughts? Yeah, I I think both of these points come down to a simple fact that people are just selfish. They yeah. just are in life. Yeah. Like that's that's the root of most of these reasons for shaming. It's because people only think of themselves. And just this weekend, I went to just get, I think, ingredients for like one meal. So I went to the 10 items or less. Of course. And a woman in front Hero. of me. woman in front of me. I, ca- I had time to count. 30 items. You've got to be kidding me. Now, now, if we're going 12, 13. Sure. You let it go. Okay, whatever. Maybe you had a deal on like three yogurts or whatever the right. fuck you're up to. 
You know, that, that's fine. Was she doing the thing where she had like 12 of one thing? So she no, was counting that, was, that as, a, as one item? The only thing she had multiple were like two mini pumpkins. But then she had like, you know, frozen peas and, uh, you know, container yes. of whatever. You yeah. know, it was various it was, it items. Was like she, she went fully shopping. Yeah. And then she just she just was like totally cool with it. And then at the end, she's like, sorry. Oh, just, threw out the sorry. But she wasn't yeah. sorry, or else she wouldn't have done it. She's not sorry. Well, she's a sorry person. She's a horrible human being, and I can only hope that somebody dinged her car in the parking lot. Concur. And and the the cart in the aisle person is just a huge douche. Like you you, it's it's like the road. You have it to one side. You go. That's you right. drive up the right hand side. You drive the other way. You know. But you stay to the right. Get, how about if you want to get to somewhere and they've got the car cart parked? And, like, they're kind of, like, annoyed when you move their cart so you can get into, like, go grab something off the shelf. Oh, yeah, because what I'll do is as I walk up, I'll just grab their cart and pull it out of the way so I can get by. And, yeah, people get a little sensitive about that. So also fuck them. And You know, my, you know who's a little re- a close relative of the, this person? Tell me. Not necessarily, I mean, sometimes in the supermarket, but people who are walking and then stop. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, you're going somewhere and they just stop. Yeah, you, you stop. You, you have a look behind you. Before you just, just stop, stop right in the middle. Yeah. Concur. Yeah, this happens to me all the time. Okay, thanks, Rome Show. Here's another one. Hi, guys. Thanks for all the laughs and hashtag life coaching over the years. It, the addition of the shaming to the podcast has me thinking about something I deal with on a daily basis. People who try to get on the elevator when the door opens before everyone exits to get off. I can't stand this deplorable behavior. Usually, the perpetrator is someone who's talking on their phone via an earpiece. That's a whole other person that needs to be shamed. Or staring at their phone and entering the elevator without even looking. I live in a very affluent area. I love when our listeners try to do this. Just letting, hey. Look, check out the big wallet. Hey, hey, yeah. Just let just let you know, I'm, I'm I work for Microsoft. Like I'm, I'm balling out up here in Seattle. I live in a very affluent area outside of Seattle, so I'm chalking it up to an entitlement. What? Yes. When I recline in my high-priced neighborhood, I'm Richard Lewis. When I get on the elevator in my Seattle high-rise, I have to duck, but I also don't wait for anyone else to get out because I'm Richard Lewis. I live in a very affluent area outside of Seattle, so I'm chalking it up to an entitlement behavior. But I'm off base to, but am I off base to shame these folks? Also, with the discussion about the assholes of basketball players, that's episode eighty nine where we discuss the blind item about a a not a blind item, but a woman who who confessed via a website. A she was a lady. A, she didn't. She didn't tell. A lady. That's right. She was. She, yes, she was a gentle lady. She confessed to having um, eaten the musty ass of an NBA player, but she wouldn't say who it was. So we were discussing who would be some of the worst NBA players' asses to have to get into. I couldn't help but think about Robert Tractor Trailer, R.I.P. While not the biggest guy, my memory serves me that he was exceptionally sweaty and girthy. He was. I can't imagine that's a great combination when requesting a tossed salad. Then there is this story about Adam Morrison. For those that, as soon as we recorded last week, the very next day, a story came out from former Adam Morrison teammate Jared Dudley that said Adam Morrison rarely showered. 
even after a basketball game, and he would wear the same couple of shirts for the whole season. So that would be a badass to eat. Uh, keep it coming, Ben906. Ben, Seattle area. Have you, yeah. uh, have you paid a visit to Rain City Jacks? <laughs> he's, got, he's, he's certainly got enough money for the membership dues. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, he can afford it. Um, I, I think that wins because Adam Morrison looked like yeah. he smelled yeah. even if he was showering regularly. He looked like a hippie, and we all know hippies are disgusting. Wisp, somebody with a wispy mustache yeah. is going to be the most disgusting guy a, in the room. A wispy mustache at 22 years old. Yeah. Like this, and, this isn't like some 47 year old fucking burnout deadhead. This is a kid going to a Jesuit college. Continue. And when he was, when he was uh, on Gonzaga, yeah. it, it, you could cheer for him because he was playing, you know, it, that team was going up against, you know, the Dukes or some of the better teams. But I remember whoever beat him. It was UCLA. UCLA. Yeah. They hit a shot with like a second and a half to go. Yeah. And he started crying on the court. And it's like, hey, buddy, like there is enough time to catch and shoot. Yeah. And you're the best shooter in the country. Yeah. And you're crying like a bitch. Well, it was a, I happened to be watching that game because I'm a UCLA Bruin fan, Ed, and the Bruins were down like 25 points late in the second half. I get it was a choke, but yeah. there was definitely, I remember there was enough time for a catch there and was. shoot. If, there was if like 1.5 seconds. Clean. Yeah. He got the ball cleanly. Like if he gets tipped, fine. But but he, there was, the game was not exactly over and he was crying like a bitch. And right then and there, it was obvious he was going to have a shitty career. Of course. And of course, Michael Jordan didn't see that, still drafted him. Yeah, of course. Keeping up his stellar drafting career, uh, his stellar executive career at that. Uh, okay, here's another one. Ed. You yep. guys should shame people that say, quote, cuss words instead of curse words. What up, Brian, on the latest episode? You know, I should be shamed too because I just, I just didn't hear it. I missed what you were saying. And then when I listened back to the show a few days later, I was like, how did I let that one yeah. slide? Yeah. I, I, it's, you're not going to hear me say this too often. Hey, Pa, they're cussing <laughs> over at Cement Pond. I, uh, who says cussing? I, you won't hear me say this too often, Ed, but. I deserve shame for that. I deserve all the shame for that. Because not only did I say it, but I edit the show. And I didn't, if I had kept caught myself saying cuss instead of curse, I would have edited that out or I would have re recorded yeah, just that word. Just dubbed like an, like an old ninja movie. Yes. Curse. I don't know. It's because my dear friend Travis Rogers, who's like, a, who's basically like your grandpa and the way he Where talks. Where's he from now? He's from here, Arcadia. He, on the radio, he often says cuss, and it's, it gives me the chills every time he does it, and it's rubbed off on me. Uh, this guy finishes, hashtag currently on team current episode, but we will see how it goes. That's from, <laughs> I like the threat. Yeah, I like that too. That's from Paul Walkoff HBP. Uh, he, he's right on that one. Uh, okay, here's another you know, one. You know what's a good yeah. term for that? Yeah. I like when people say salty language. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, it's something about it. I like it. Easy on the salty language, guys. Okay, here's another one. Gents, since we're looking for people to shame, I put this up for nomination. After suffering through that brutal, disgusting email from Memphis in episode 88, where that dude said some unmentionable things that repulsed us all and also came off as bragging that he had sex with his wife, (laughs) can we please first ban all emails from Memphis? Second, 
Shame that guy mercilessly, question mark. He's fragile, obs, and deserves a good shaming, even though it will probably give him a headache. Thanks, Chris in Maryland. Okay, that one stands on its own. Uh, here's another one. Lady and gentlemen, another gr- – Wait, I just want to say. Yes. We've, we've given him the business, and the content that that uh, email provided, I'm, I'm not I – don't, I don't want to ban those emails because we, we got a good, a good 15 minutes of comedy out of that one. I, I totally agree. The guy used Keep the word coming. screw. It's the word screw and then defended it. And yet another listener that can't that has to find a way to brag about something in his email, which I love. Uh, lady and gentlemen, another great show. I would like to present another person in need of shaming. The waitress that tries to get too cute with your change in the hopes of getting a big tip. This happened to me recently. Me and the wife went to a restaurant and I was paying in cash. I had just gotten money and understandably had only 20s. The bill was $29, and I gave her two 20s, hopefully thinking she would know that I didn't have anything less than that. A decent human being would give change back with ones and fives, but not her. I get a one and a 10 back, giving me the choice of only a 3% or a 35% tip. Guess what I did? That's right. Bitch got 3% and should be grateful I didn't leave Canadian pennies in a mound of ketchup. These monsters must be stopped and exposed for the true villain, villains that they are to society. Thanks again for the show. Tell Ish me and the old lady left the restaurant to go neck and find some reefers. <laughs> Till next time, hashtag team current episode, hashtag team every episode, hashtag all pro TVL listener. That's from at rights of bill. Uh, okay, Ed, you can have your thoughts on that one first. Uh... Well, I, I, I the, the strange part was I think he said he paid cash. Yeah, who pays at cash? Restaurant? Who pays cash? I, I mean, you don't Nobody have pays to cash. big time to pay a credit card. Like that's that's the easiest way to pay. The only, I, I don't I don't work in cash that much. I save my cash for things where you have to have cash. But I mean, there, I guess there are some restaurants where it's like cash only. But hot dog part, cart. Well, Peter Luger is a cash only, but oh, that's true. Um, yeah. But but for the most part, if you're paying twenty nine dollars at a place, anything that's charging you twenty nine dollars, it can take a credit card. If it's charging you like six dollars, they might not take it. Or if they're charging you like sixty dollars for a steak, they might go cash only. But in between, you can pay credit card. Pay. So I don't I don't get how that issue happens. Pay with credit card. And I'll say this to write to Bill as someone who has waited some tables in his life, who has worked in many many restaurants. I will tell you this, and you may, this may come as a shock, but just as many people get annoyed at getting the change as at getting brought in, being delivered a five and five ones as do at getting the ten and one dollar bill because they think, oh, they, this guy thinks oh, I'm going to give guys, him a big yeah. bigger tip. He, you know, he's he wants to make it easy for me to give him a bigger tip. Who's this douche? Uh, it's really a no win situation for the server in that position. And that's a that's a, that's a tough profession. Like yeah. I, I just they got to do something horrible. Yeah, just be, yeah, like serve rights of bill. End, being a little annoying at the end with with tip tipping. Yeah, I mean with giving you change. To me, like it's gonna, it's gonna be hard to shake me off of a, you know, there's about a three percent range where they're always gonna be falling in there. Exactly. So I always, typically, I just say, hey, can you, can you bring me some small change when you come back? Or I, I make it known so I don't have to go through that deal with yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, agreed. 
Uh, but good job on the necking and the reefer. Okay, here's yeah, another I, one. I did like that. Someone else that needs shame. The guy or girl that talks about sports and says we like they're part of the team. That's from the hardest listener, Wayne in Nashville. Uh, people that say we, Ed, that, that's, 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 everyone's annoyed by that, right? I agree it's terrible. The only exception I can think of is if you're at – you're in college and right. you're like – You're like you know, part of we, the team. We at you know Ohio State or we at you know wherever – Michigan State, like that's I don't know maybe that, but but the people with like pro yeah pro to like we the Celtics like yeah. no you had uh, yeah, nothing yeah. to They're, do with that one. The Celtics are big we people definitely. All, all New England sports fans are big we totally. I take it as personal offense because I don't want I you know me Ed I'm not a joiner like I'm not I'm an individual I don't I don't want to be lumped in with a bunch of losers that root for something yeah I like the Dodgers but I don't say we when I'm rooting for the Dodgers obviously. Okay, here's another one. Guy that needs shaming. Dude wears Patriots to jersey to work on a Monday. Wearing on a Friday is obviously obviously horrible, but on a Monday, that's from Alex Burr. Um, I don't. I mean, wearing a jersey at all? Yeah, wearing to work. I to, mean, if yeah. you work at sports bar, maybe. Like I don't. Maybe I don't. I don't, I don't know about. I I feel like jerseys on game day. Like if I'm in a stadium, I'm not like a offended when i'm seeing like you know a bunch of jerseys but like some people i guess can sort of pull off the look just like you know i've never worn a leather jacket no of course not Fon- fonzie wore the hell out of that yeah thing. he did so I, I i don't really have an issue with jerseys but i don't i don't i don't understand somebody wearing it on a friday or a monday or any other day but at a stadium on game day if you're gonna buy a jersey oh there's there's a one rule you have to do you you gotta get a player that's like an iconic player. Throw, throwback. For the team. It has to be a throwback jersey. I'll tell you what. This weekend, I went to the Chargers-Browns game. It was, first of all, it was an abomination. But it, there, there was tons and tons of Browns fans there. They're everywhere. And the Browns fans, they like to rock their gear. Also, that new Browns gear with all that orange is hot. It's hot. With the stripe down the middle of the helmet. I like it. I'm seeing a lot of terrible reviews for it. I like it. I know. I a lot, of, like a lot of people don't like it. I think it looks great. I think it's the best thing about the Browns. Um, but I saw a lot, a lot of Browns jerseys. And I, like, I saw... Like Whedon and like just random guys? No, worse. Well, yeah. I saw Brady Quinn. I saw Peyton Hillis. Because he got he he signed the big contract there, right? Or no, he had the one good year. He had one good year. Um, I saw uh, Ty Detmer. I saw or one of the Detmers. It had to be Ty Detmer, right? That other Detmer didn't play for anybody. Um, I saw I saw Eagles. I saw Coy Detmer. Yeah, I saw a bunch of randoms. I didn't see. I saw one Bernie Kosar. I, I didn't was gonna say you go Kosar. You go Kosar. I, you know you want to you want to get cute with it. You go Brian Sipe. I didn't see a single Brian Sipe out there. How about I like a Kevin Mack? I Biner. I guess, awesome. You know he had the fumble. You yes. might have a little issue, but Kevin Mack, all he had was a lot of cocaine and a lot of bruising runs. There you go. Like you know Ozzy Newsome. Like be like find somebody cool. That Webster Slaughter. Jim Brown. Like just you know. You you don't. Who buys a Peyton Hillis jersey? And then I'll it, tell you who. That guy. Racists. No. <laughs> oh yeah, because he's white. That guy had one good year, and they're like, "Whoa, white running back! Same, I got to get on board with." Same this. guy that bought the that that owns the Brad Muster Bears jersey. 
the guys who you know the the, the guys who had to get the uh, Ed McCaffrey jersey. Yeah. Like they, whoa, hey, I, I just like his grit. Like, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, gritty. Like, Way you know really what you like. Yeah. Okay, here's another one. Uh, after listen, guys, after listening to last episode, I could not agree any more about the gum chewing. Oh, I shamed gum chewers last week, especially those that have the nerve to make crackling noises when they chew it. Of course, it's disgusting. It's actually gotten to the point where I cannot ride public transportation to and from work without having headphones and something to listen to because I know there's going to be someone on the train smacking their gum. But there's nothing more disturbing than the person riding public transportation who doesn't have earphones. Yeah, it's, it's a rule. You have to have earphones. You're like, what are you doing? Yeah. Before listening to last episode, I thought I was the weird one when it came to loud gum chewing, but I'm glad to know I'm not alone. But my problem is that I don't want to go near deaf having to blast my music in self-defense. This has driven me miserable, and if any of you have other coping mechanisms that you'd like to share, I'd appreciate it. Kevin near DC. I believe that's our black listener, Ed. Love him. One of. Um, I yeah. Go headphones and just keep your head down. Don't make eye contact because there's a, there's a lot of weird people on public transportation. They're gonna want your uh, yeah. seat. Yeah. Think about sometimes you make eye contact, you might get into a conversation. Yeah. Oh God. That's, that's worse than the gum. Yeah. And and you're stuck on that train. You know your stop might not be for seven eight stops, and somebody could really chat you up. They could chat you up with gum in their mouth. And I like that DC Metro. It's a very pleasant ride. It is. You got to go tunnel vision and headphones for sure. Sunglasses, headphones, keep your head down. Sunglasses. Yeah. You're indoors. Well, keep the sunglasses on. You're you're coming from out to in. No sunglasses indoors. Just keep those. You just keep them right on. (laughs) You just keep those sunglasses right on while you're inside. All right, Corey Hart. The Blues Brothers did it. They knew it was up. I get it. Uh, okay, Ed, that's, that's, hey, guys, excellent, excellent, excellent correspondence this week. We'll get to some more later. We have life coaching to do. Uh, appreciate everybody reaching out. We love your candidates for shame. If you have more, let us know. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. Okay, Ed, I'm done talking. I need you to talk for a while. Hit us up. What's going on in the world of sports? All right, let's go to the town Little Ferry, New Jersey, uh, Father Kevin Carter of St. Margaret of Cortona was arrested Friday and charged with one count of fourth-degree aggravated assault with a firearm and one count of third-degree endangering the welfare of a child for an incident that occurred uh, back in September. According to Bergen County Prosecutor John Molinelli, Carter pointed an antiquated Civil War-era musket, which apparently was still functioning, at a boy who was wearing a cowboy's hat and said, I'm going to shoot you. Carter, 54, called the boy into a rectory room where he had him stand against a wall. Then he pointed a gun at his head, according to several witnesses. A colleague contacted the archdiocese two, uh, archdiocese two weeks later, who then turned, uh, who then in turn co- contacted local cops. Brian, two questions. One, is this uh, the most New Jersey story ever? And uh, two, what does it say about the Catholic Church that this incident doesn't Crack the top 10,000 worst things a priest has done in the past well, decade. I was going to say that, that this is the least the bad giants. thing. This is the least bad thing that's <laughs> happened to any kid after being called into the rectory room. Oh, my God. He was probably like, oh, you should, oh I thought you were going to fuck me. I thought you were going to finger me. You're just p- pointing a musket at me? Big deal. Underrated, terrible fans are the Giants fans. They are. I, they, I've, I've lived with them my whole life, and they, they're very mean people. Well, they... they 
they boo you for wearing a Redskins hat, like walking down the street. Like, oh, what? Yeah. Just, Are we here? Like, not even at the game. My town is full of four five-year-old boys named Eli. Like oh. they are, they are really terrible, oh. terrible fans. Um, well, Giants fans are Yankee fans. And yeah, the same thing. That's the same dudes. Like they're bad. Thumping their chest. They're they're very angry, proud. Just cool. I will say this though. Fuck Dallas. I, I listen. I I'm a Redskin fan. I hate both these. Yeah. Teams. When I when those two teams clash on like Monday Night Football, I'm cheering for one thing. That's injuries. Yeah, well, I'm cheering for a tomahawk missile. Yeah, of course. Well, that's that goes without saying. Um, and you, and you re- eliminate their fans. Too. Yeah, exactly. That's that. That's who we really need to get rid of. Uh, look, priests. We get it. You guys are miserable. You guys, you guys have urges that you need to suppress. Let's let's keep the musket balls to ourselves. Do what every self-respecting priest everywhere else does, and that's develop alcoholism. <laughs> yeah, they all have that nice shade of a pinkish purple. Yes, apparently priests are not allowed to sex, but just fine to suck on a on a, put a put a nipple on a bottle of Bushmills every night. Like, calm down with the guns. Don't and, and don't have a rooting interest, by the way. You're rooting for God. You're on everybody's team, guy. Yeah. Aren't you married to God? Isn't that the whole yes, thing? Yes, it is. Uh, okay, Ed, next story. Uh, former NFL star receiver Irving Fryer and his mother, Aline McGee, were found guilty Friday of charges of conspiracy and theft by deception stemming from a $1.2 million mortgage scheme that prosecutors... Prosecutors said victimized seven lending institutions in South Jersey and Philadelphia in uh, 2009. Fryer, 52, and McGee, 74, face a maximum of 10 years in prison when they're sentenced by Superior Court Judge Gene Covert on October 2nd. Well, I guess it already happened. Fryer, now a minister at the church he founded in Mount Holly, caught the eye of one of his 12 supporters who had attended each day of the nearly three-week trial. Quote, Come on, it's all right, he said in a booming voice as the man appeared to tear up. We are not going to do that. No, we are not going to do that. Brian, considering this man just embarrassed himself by going on a crime spree with a 74-year-old mother, why is this guy so afraid of crying in public? We've talked about this before, Ed. People that do crime with their mom? What? Life gets busy. Like, who in the right mind is looking to get into criminal activity with their mom oh my god if it, I, i've talked about this before if i had to plan a crime with my mom it would be real tough even if it was like a snatch and grab job at a jewelry store this mortgage fraud oh, just explain so many to my details mom. <laughs> yes <laughs> details and my mom would have so many follow-up questions so many questions <laughs> like, forever hey wait edward what, what are we going to what are we going to do um, at the first place, are we going to sign the documents first? Like, oh, mom, uh, you know, let's, let's just turn it into a snatch and grab job. Let's just go to a jewelry <laughs> yes, store. You, I, can't, I can't take this. You have to do easier crimes. Uh, it's good to see Irving Fryer. First of all, Irving Fryer's 52. I thought he would have been like 70 by now. He was on that, that uh, great Nebraska team that, uh, that lost to Miami, uh, Kozar and Miami, the upset. 
where uh, Tom Osborne went for two. Yeah, but didn't he didn't he play for the Patriots for like thirty seven years? Guy <laughs> was around yeah. a long time. Uh, good to see him going the David Meggett route. The yep. Darren Sharper route. Well, I guess his crimes no, aren't. Darren Sharper is a little bit more serious. Well, so, so did Dave Meg. Dave Meggett also is oh, is I a sex criminal. Oh no, it was a uh, yeah. Meggett was a sex criminal. Uh, Mark Ingram Senior was the male. Oh, that's right. That's right. He was in jail. Uh, guys, calm down on the post career crime. Like just like you're a pastor. Like things are going pretty just, good for you, Irving. Did you see who he's affiliated with now that uh, now that he's committing crimes? The church. Yeah. So we, we, we got two stories of uh, involving the church, two horrible things. Uh, agreed. Good job. Good job. You're almost as bad as ISIS now. Yes, exactly. Uh, okay, Ed. Things are, things are popping off in Florida. Things we got to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Adrian, well, there's, some, there's some political upheaval, and I, I want to get your thoughts. I'll just read you from the story. Adrian Willie. Chairman of Florida's Libertarian Party, res- first names. resigned his post Thursday to protest the party's U.S. Senate candidate, accusing the rival of supporting eugenics and for being expelled from a cult group for sadistically dismembering a goat in ritual sacrifice. Ed. Ooh. That seems like the, that would something that would get you like elected to the highest office in the cult group. You get expelled for doing the ritual sacrifice. Yeah, in Florida. Yeah, I would think that's. I mean, Florida's essentially Thunderdome. Yeah, exactly. The story goes on. The Senate candidate who goes by the adopted name well, Augustus that's, that's a huge red flag right out of yeah me. Augustus Soul Invictus. What? counter-accused Willie of spreading half-truths and lies for political gain. The dispute between the two has brewed for months, but finally came to a head after Willie was unable to persuade the Libertarian Party of Florida's executive committee to publicly disavow Invictus, an adopted name that means something like Invincible Sun Emperor. (laughs) Quote, I'm not making this up. It's crazy, I know. Willie, a Palm Harbor, Harbor businessman who ran for governor in 2014 and received 3.8% of the vote, told Politico, I resigned to draw attention to this as a protest. I did this as a preemptive strike. I don't want anyone to think this guy represents libertarians. Invictus Ed 32 is an adherent of a religion called Thelema, established in the early 1900s by a cultist Alistair Crowley. In, Mr. Crowley. That's him. Invictus was expelled from the religion's fraternal organization, Ordo Templi Orientis, but denies Willie's specific claim about dismembering a goat. Ed, considering Rick Santorum thinks the earth is 6,000 years old and Ben Carson is a doctor who doesn't believe in evolution... Should voters be concerned about a candidate who engages in ritual sacrifice? Absolutely not. And, you know, it's funny you brought that up because I was thinking of my own thing. We had a president who had no problem telling the nation that God told him to end the tyranny in Iraq. That's right. He was on a mission. <laughs> We've got nut jobs left and right. If you want to sacrifice a goat, that makes you a weirdo. But guess what also makes you a weirdo? 
if you're just a fucking politician. Exactly. If, if you want that job, you are you are a deranged human. There's got to be something up with you if you would even subject yourself. But think about it, Ed. We've we've had our first black president. Mm-hmm. We're about to have our first lesbian president. <laughs> what I like. What's to say we can't have an occultist, a, 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 a champion of the dark arts? Yeah, leading. Have, the, have the Blizzard of Oz played the inaugural ball? Of course. Sure. Get Sabbath up there. And libertarians, like, you guys want to be taken seriously? What, what's up with the Satanist candidates? Like, you, you guys got some good ideas, but how about you get, like, some regular dudes up there that aren't, that aren't uh, followers of Aleister Crowley? That might be a start. These, these these parties just try so hard. They do. But, the, but what they don't try hard is actually getting normal people. Yeah, or, or listening. No, normal, to, normal smart people. Or listening like, to their constituents, yeah. Right, right, that too. Ed, what are some of the most amo- annoying things you've seen coworkers do? Like, does microwaving fish come to mind? It's pretty high on the list. I used to work for a guy... It was a small office. I've discussed other things that happened in this office previously on the show. But I used to work for a guy who drank at least a 12-pack of Diet Coke every day. And he would slurp loudly from the can every sip all day long. 20 feet away from me. Yeah, the slurping, or how about the the people who do the after? Yeah, after yeah he steps? did that too. Oh, he was a double yes. whammy. Yeah, he did that too. Much much worse than the than the person I really hate in the office, and that is the guy who verbalizes either his yawns or his sneezes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, your yawn doesn't have a sound, right? You don't, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to make it known that you're yawning. You can just yawn in silence. Same with your sneeze. And, and sneezes can be minimal. They don't have yeah. to scream and, like, get people jumping out of their chairs. <gasps> yes. Get out your hanky. I don't need a big... <laughs> just do this... Like, little basic sneeze. That's easy. Go to your elbow and do it. Absolutely, yeah. Vampire sneeze. Uh, Ed... While these are definitely fireable offenses, this one takes the cake. A Pennsylvania woman is suing her husband's former employer. This actually happened in Jersey as well, Ed. A trend. I, I, I take it back. The, 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 the Giants fan pointing a gun at the Cowboys fan is less Jersey than this. Three. Right, that's true. A Trenton pork roll company over allegations that the man was fired for farting too much. According to the suit filed by Luann Clem, she sounds like she'd be married to a farter. Her... <laughs> the last name Clem, I feel like they, they've appeared in a lot of our stories. I, yeah, I would think, I think... I feel like I've heard that one before, too. According to the suit filed by Luann Clem, her 70-year-old husband, Richard Clem, was fired from the Case Pork Roll Company in Trenton last year, all due to complaints about the extreme gas and uncontrollable diarrhea he suffered post-gastric 
bypass surgery. So he, so he had this big guy surgery. Yeah, he had his stomach removed. And when you keep trying to eat 37 pounds of M&Ms every day with no stomach. Like, There's usually a guideline once you do something. Yeah, your body doesn't like it. And it gets worse. The smell was apparently so intense, it overpowered the pork roll smell, causing, quote, a significant disruption in the workplace. Appar- That's not a fun place to work. No. Apparently, the company's president was pretty cruel about Mr. Clem's uncontrollable flatulence, and he was fired in February. Luann Clem, who also worked for the company, quit in solidarity, claiming the company's president would frequently make comments to her like, tell Rich that we are getting complaints from visitors who have problems with the odors. (laughs) She is suing under the Federal Americans with Disabilities Act and the state law against discrimination, which New Jersey apparently has. Ed, two things I need help with here. First and foremost... What the fuck is a pork roll? Well, you want me to answer that right now? Yeah, answer that right now, because I, I honestly, I can't, I, is it like a sandwich? It is crazy how, for some crazy reason, it really doesn't go outside of Jersey. Yeah. It is, it is, like, pretty much the most amazing meat on earth. Like, it's in that hot dog kind of school of, like, yeah. you know, grinded up stuff, but it's not scrapple. It's not just yeah. pure garbage. It is, is... If if you could tell me I could have pork roll once or bacon a thousand times, I'm taking pork roll once. Like it's it's that much it's, better. Is it it's is it, is so it like good. a loaf? It, it's the shape. Well, it, it's a loaf, but I'd say the the shape you get it is like uh, it kind of looks like Canadian bacon, but it's a million times better than Canadian. And bacon. So you like slice it up and fry it. Yeah, it comes like pre-sliced. It's, pre-sliced. It's, yeah, it's fried. You know, so it, it's it, like it, patties. A staple is like a pork roll, egg, and cheese sandwich. sandwich. It's, a, it's like a breakfast meat kind of thing. Oh, gotcha. Sound, sounds like a good hungover. It sounds very salty. It's, it's probably the best hungover thing, hangover food you could have. Okay, now that we've solved that. B, yeah. should someone be fired for farting too much, or should they be fired for farting at all? <laughs> You're at work. Ask- Accidents happen occasionally. Like, that happened to that first guy, Mike, in, in Sugarland, in our first story. You know, we've had, we've, we've all had like unfortunate accidents, whether it's in school, growing up. There, there's, we've, we've probably had a bad moment. That's true. But like, if you've got an ongoing problem, I refuse to believe that this fucking guy, like, just farts were happening when he was eating healthy, was doing the right thing, like. If you realize that certain tri- – you f- figure right. out if there's a trigger food or something like that, this guy is just farting away and being like, no, sorry, it's my medical condition. Like, no. No. I, I don't believe – I believe that it, it, some of us can get away with eating yeah. worse food than others. Yeah. I, I wish I could eat like some people. That's right. But like, you know what? Fuck you. If, and, and pork roll, is, it's like a bacon in that it's – Strong enough smell. If you're smelling just nonstop yeah. farts over that, over the pork roll. Yeah, it's it's like it, it would be like if you were in a bacon factory. You would you, it'd be tough to smell a, a single fart over a, a bacon factory. Also, should we talk about the fact that this guy was seventy years old and a he was still working, and two, yeah, this, this poor son of a bitch, seventy years old working in a pork roll factory. Two, 
He just got gastric bypass. I mean, this fat ass was living on borrowed time as it was. Like, is this guy even a candidate for that surgery? The guy guy made it to 70. Yeah, that's that's where you write off. I mean, that's where you just double up. Yeah, I mean, just, uh, yeah, exactly. Start smoking. Like, if you, if you make it to 70, you have a hey, good I'm chance to make it to 80. I'm going to see if I can do heroin in the break room. Yeah, like, it's it's all borrowed. Like, he, he should have looked in the mirror and like, holy shit. I did Look it. how fucking fat I am and I'm seven years old. Like, I should have died at 49. I can't believe I'm still here. I'm doubling down. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, okay, Ed. I know. you. We haven't done this in a while. Somebody reached out. Our good friend Fido was reached out a couple weeks ago with a how fucking old is this guy? I, I feel like we should start playing that game again. Hit me. Do we have any this week? How fucking old is that guy? Was me, and yeah. I, I have to I have to pay it forward here. Um, do you want the manager or do you want the sports broadcaster? Uh, first, well, uh, okay, okay, manager or sports broadcaster? Um, hit me with the manager. I'll go the manager. Okay. I can only imagine this guy's used lots of salty language. Oh yeah, he was a. Uh, I think he was a coach of most recently the Dodgers, but the, the oh the Pirates on the Barry Bonds Bonilla team, oh, okay. the Marlins, the Tigers, Jim, Jim Leland, Jim Leland. He smokes, smokes a lot. Like he, he's got heaters going in the dugout. Yeah, he looks like shit. He, but he, just keep in mind he's the he was the manager of that Sid Bream. Oh, I remember. Versus Versus Benito. I remember because I really hated the Braves. Yeah. I really hated Terry Pendleton and Otis Nixon and David Justice. Otis Nixon was of the same school as Willie McGee. Those guys looked like they were in pain all the time. Right. And they both had double ear flap helmets. That's right. Is anybody still, is there like maybe a Korean guy or a Japanese guy wearing the double ear flap helmets? Because if, if they well, switch hitters, do they do that? No, or no? They, they, no, they got two helmets. If there's somebody, somebody reach out mailbag at the ballerlifestyle.com. I need to know if there's anybody wearing double ear flap helmets in modern baseball, because that guy will immediately be my new favorite player. Well, I, I hate kickers, but if there was a barefoot kicker again, I would, I would be excited by that. Uh, like my dear friend, Mike Lansford. <laughs> Yeah, there, there were there were some really fun. I feel like probably a third of the league thirty years ago was barefoot. What happened? I don't know, but my buddy told me one time. He texted me one time, and he's like, "I just got. I'm just leaving a golf tournament. I'm in the back of the limo with Mike Lansford, and two chicks are massaging his foot. <laughs> like <laughs> he's so he's really." Yeah. That foot must be so disgusting. He's really getting a lot of mileage after out of being that. Think of just stubbing your toe, like on a cold day. Yes, these guys were kicking footballs yeah. like fifty yards in the snow. Oh. Uh, okay, Jim Leland. This is easy, Ed. Jim Leland, when he was in nineteen ninety, when mm-hmm. he was the manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates, he looked like he was about seventy three years old. 
He probably wasn't that old. He was probably a little younger. He's probably about 65 in 1990. So 90, 2000, 2010. That was 25 years ago, Ed. He was 65 in 1990. 65 plus 25 is 90. Jim Leland is 90 years old. <laughs> he was 46 then. <laughs> no. No. He's he 70 years old now. He's only 70? Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Is that the killer? Yes, that's insane. He was born December, December 15th, 1944. He, might- he is not, he, he will be 71 in December. That's still months from now. He might be younger than Tony LaRussa. Or, or around I mean, this, the same it, age. Listen, we, we, we've seen plenty of uh, anti-tobacco ads. Yeah. That's it. Right. Kids, right. kids, if you don't want to age yourself by 25 years. <laughs> don't. Do not smoke. Do do, not, look, I mean, this guy looks like shit. Do not smoke, guys. Do not My smoke. goodness. Yeah, um, I, he's, unfortunately, that's the better one of my two. Okay, it's official. Jim Leland, younger than Tony LaRussa. How fucking old is this guy? Tony LaRussa, 71 years old, older than Jim Leland. That is insane. Wow. Okay, give me the other one. Uh, used to be or might still be married to Leslie Visser. <laughs> oh, Dick Stockton. Count Chocula. A guy who did a lot of games in our youth, a lot of he football. Did. He's still working. Yeah, he was doing some baseball a couple years ago. The guy's a fantastic football announcer. Dick's, if he Dick, is. It, he did he did the uh, the Redskins game this weekend. I gotta say he's he's slowing down a little yeah. bit. But you know, still working for Fox. I, I mean, he should be the number two team. The guy is the guy is a good well, announcer. He's been working like the five game. Yeah, for, but the, it's too but the bad. number two game, they have like Siragusa and Moose Johnson. Do you, th- like, do, you, do you think the problem is is that occasionally they have to put him on camera and he's got those stringy hair plugs stapled to the front oh. of his head in a V? Yeah, and the bags. Yeah, he's, he's got, got some. He's got some heavy. He, he looks. He looks like an actual vampire. I'm. I'm shocked he's still alive. That said, big fan of the guy's work. The guy calls yeah. an excellent game. Calls a hell of a game. Yeah. How old is he? You want me, you want me to guess how old he is? Yeah, what do you got? Well, he's been doing games my whole life. I recall, I, let's say 1990. I remember watching him call games in 1990, just like Jim Leland. I would guess that he was probably in his 50s at the time, late 50s. I'm going to say he was 59 years old in 1990. 59 plus 25 84 years old. Dick Stockton still working at 84. Good for him. Only 72. Oh, my God. <laughs> he was born November 22nd, 1942. Wow. Not again. I bet he's – I wouldn't be surprised you, if he guy, were smoker. That guy from our youth calling games in 89, yeah. 90. Yeah. He, he, he was, was like 40 years old. 40s. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Jesus. Yeah. They're, it's like we found the fountain of youth. Like, we're like kids. It's crazy. It is really crazy how old those guys were. Okay, excellent job, Ed. How fucking old is this guy? Outstanding. Okay, Ed, it is time to talk a little pop culture with our very own pop culture correspondent, the segment in a segment we like to call 
Fancy Pop. She joins us now. It is Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy? Hoo-hoo, hey, hey, hi. Hey, All right. Uh, okay, before we get into it, we have some life coaching to do. As a lot of you know, we like to help you guys out with your problems. Could be well, sex. We have the answer key. We have the answer key. We know we we might not have the answer like that, oh, d- I do. that dude Ryan in Houston wanted to weigh in last week that we gave him no answers. But what what you get here is three different perspectives, three different people from three different places with three different ideas potentially. And as long as you listen to me, you'll get the right answer. Uh, okay, let's let's start with this first guy. We have a voicemail. This is Kyle in Wisconsin. He needs some relationship help. Let's have a listen. Hey guys, it's Kyle in Wisconsin. I need a little life coaching. So, uh, my girl and I, we went out to eat tonight, having a great time, talking bullshit and whatever, and so I brought up a story about my old girl and I, and we've been together for two years, where right? I didn't think it was a big deal, and she kind of lost her shit. Like, she started crying at the dinner table, and I, I didn't really know what to do. I uh, I kind of asked for the check, and we left and went home, and to tell you the truth, I went to the bar to have a few blue ribbons to uh, figure it out and then call you guys because, well, you guys are the fucking life coach of record. So, uh, yeah, just let me know if I'm out of bounds, if I brought up a story from my uh, past life with her or what. I uh, Like I said, I've been with her for two years, and I didn't really think it was a big deal to say – you know, bring up a story about whatever, you know, it wasn't sex, it was just whatever, we, I don't fucking remember what the story was, but, well, whatever, thanks, guys, bye. Okay, guys, <laughs> first of all, I want, I would like Kyle in Wisconsin to narrate everything for us from now on, he oh, needs some life coaching. Do my GPS. What's that accent? Yeah, yeah, like, I would give... Do like they say a boot like? That he was gonna have yeah. his wife kidnapped by Steve Buscemi and Peter, whatever. The, yes, uh, yes, Fargo, guys. good one. Uh, okay, this guy. I, first of all, this guy's got it figured out. He did exactly the right thing. He bounced from the date, went directly to a bar, and called us. He got drunk first, and then like he wanted he to went blue ribbons. Yeah, he he wanted to weigh in. He's drinking blue ribbons. Okay, let's go around the horn. We'll start with Kate. Fancy Sauce McManus. Kate, what do you say? How do you help Kyle in this situation? Oh, I, I need details. I don't know what the story was about. I don't know if she was, you know, it was legit for her to get upset or not. I, I mean, it sounds like he was if, telling okay. something very... Uh, if it was an innocuous story about, it like, like it was, yeah. you know, whatever... She could be highly sensitive, and he yes. should have kind of tread. You should tread carefully when it's you're talking true. about exes. You should kind of gauge the reaction a little bit before right. you go, like right into telling a story. Yep. Um, should, most, he, it's been a long term thing. He should know. That's right? true. I agree. It sounds maybe he's never told a story about the ex girlfriend, yeah. but maybe the ex girlfriend is also a point of contention. I don't have enough details yeah. here to like mm. give you good advice, Kyle. Except. You should ask your girlfriend what upset her. 
Like, what mm. was it about? Was it the story or just the fact that he would Delve bring deeper. the ex out? Delve deeper. And find out, like, where her insecurity let her you lies. Kn- let her know you care. Yeah. That's what you're saying. But be caring. Okay. You know, be sensitive. Okay. That, that's good advice. Ed Daly? Uh, two things. One, really, we, we've talked about this. You're, you're not each other's first. So let's cool with being so offended by something. So you're probably, uh, she's probably in the wrong by this, but I'm guessing without getting in a lot of details, I think he was trying to push some sort of behavior oh. in the bedroom forward. I didn't get that sense, but that there, there, there there's a possibility. Right? Like I'm, that. I'm trying to think of what could yeah. be so offensive. He's like, you know what Carol used to do? Yeah. He wasn't like, she used to, she used to tickle Carol my balls. Carol made the best homemade mac and cheese. Yeah. He, I, nobody gets right. offended by that, right? Right. right. It's you no. Know, sometimes, yeah. I like getting my asshole licked. Yeah. You guys are gross. Yeah. That could be. I it. don't feel like he was talking Either about way. sex. I, I feel like his girlfriend overreacted. I think he said it was. I think he said it wasn't about fucking or anything. Yeah, he did. <clears throat> okay. I think his girlfriend overreacted. Here's the definitive. He should find out what the deal. What he, her deal is. Here's the d- definitive advice, Kyle and Scanson. First of all, I love you, buddy. You call anytime. I love this guy. Please call every week. <laughs> He's great. I love this guy. Um, what what you've done, you can't take back what happened. You probably didn't do anything wrong. You didn't do anything wrong. But what you can do is you, now you've learned. Now you've learned where she's at with the whole thing. You go talk to her. You go, hey, I didn't know. I'm really sorry. I didn't think it was a big deal. But no. From now on, if you bring up that ex-girlfriend and you go, oh, you're telling some silly story about when you went to the movies or you ran out of gas or something, all the new girlfriend is thinking about is you swinging the ex-girlfriend around by the titties, banging her, pile-driving her in a hotel room. Like, she gets a pornographic image in her mind of you and the ex and she doesn't like it. So in the future, just don't talk about the ex. Yeah. But if he, if he's Ed, you're going to give like him some bad problem. advice now. Yeah. Go on. But if, if he's having a relationship with this, with this, like a serious relationship that might progress, I mean, it's gone on long yeah. enough. You, you shouldn't be afraid of subjects. I agree. I agree. And hey, I wouldn't say be afraid, but I just would, you know, there's like certain things you don't talk about. Like, I don't, I don't go, go through the Dodger lineup with my partner because you know what? She's not really interested. There's certain things that you just go, ah, you know what? It's probably not a good idea to bring this up. I'm thinking in your case, the ex-girlfriend is one of those subjects, Kyle. It, yes. Yeah, but find out what I, I, yeah, I would t- not let this one sit. Definitely. I would, I would, I would definitely know. talk to her about it. And even if she, but even what if I she said. says she's fine, tread lightly. Because all she sees is you pulling no. the ex-girlfriend's no. hair. Girls don't think like biting that. her neck. No. She she sees That's how her guys n- think. She sees her gnawing on your Wisconsin cheddar. She's not having pornographic sex images. Mm-hmm. She's just worried about comparing herself to this yeah, bitch. That's right. Okay. Yeah. It's not necessarily yeah. just in the bedroom. It's just a right. general thing. She's feeling insecure, threatened. Find out why. It's basically, because she's exactly a, she's what I an said. An insecure person. That's exactly what I just said. You need to know. Swing, getting swung around by the titties. <laughs> also, yeah. swing the new girlfriend around by the titties. Also, when you're banging her, tell her how she's the best. Like she's really the best you've ever had sex with. 
Let her know that, okay? Chicks like that. Okay. If she turns you down with something, be like, you know who would do no, this? No, see, you don't know. No, don't do that, Ed. <laughs> Ed's like the devil on, no. on Kyle and Scanson's shoulder. I, I, Kyle and Scanson, I, I love you. Yeah. I, 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 I really need more calls from Kyle. Same here. I couldn't love you more, Kyle. Kyle. And you can email me. Yeah. And we can talk more in detail about this. I can talk you through this. Yeah. Mailbag at the lifestyle.com. Okay. Here's an, here's an email guys. Gentlemen and fancy. I am 29 and want to ask my girlfriend of four years to marry me, but I'm a bit confused on how to go about it. If I am buying a ring is two to three months pay really necessary for me. That is between Twenty-five and thirty-seven thousand oh, dollars. Hey, congratulations! Which, high five. Which is a ridiculous. Making north of one hundred forty-four yes. million, forty-four thousand dollars a year. Twenty-nine, twenty-nine years old, and our man is bringing home the bacon. Good for you, buddy. Good for you. Uh, is he? He's not. Can't wait to tell us. Is he living in a high-rise in the Seattle area by any chance? If you're making a lot of money and you're fiance. Hold on. Let's, let's get to the end of this before we okay. offer up. Okay. Do we need to? Yeah. That's half a down payment on a house we could use or multiple baller vacations we could take for a piece of jewelry. Also, thinking of asking on an upcoming vacation. Too cheesy? Question mark. Should I talk to her parents first? Yes. Should I just talk to her about these things first, even though it would ruin the surprise? Very confused about how to go about this. Also, as a side note, after that story about how Adam Morrison doesn't shower ever, his ass would be the worst to eat, right? Yes. Ron from Myrtle Beach. Ron, two things. Love you. Love that you're 29 and you're named after somebody's stepdad. <laughs> I mean, two. And I, I, I love that you're, I love that you're making. Yeah, that's true. Ed. Yeah, Ed and Ron, Ron you guys 39. are. Yeah. Ron and 29. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, you guys are cut from the same cloth. I love that we have a listener in Myrtle Beach, and I love that you're clocking big bread, Ron. Okay, let's let's start with Ed on this one. Ed, give him some help. I think, again, this is always with, with women. Gauge your audience. You, right. you must know by now, is she really into jewelry, and is this, is this going to matter to her? For me... I, I got engaged when I was really young, so yeah. I I didn't have a lot of dough. No so money. it was, you know, I it, it was she was understanding that she was excited to be engaged at that age, but she was not comparing herself to a a, a, a woman of a of a, somebody getting engaged to a Wall Street millionaire. Uh, so I don't know, it, it, see how she is, but like it's it all seems way too excessive to be going crazy with the two months thing. Yeah, the, the, the two months, two to three months pay is made up by the diamond people. They're the ones telling you to spend that much money. Uh, 37 grand is way too much fucking money on an engagement ring, despite the fact that you're clocking big dough right now, Ron. Um, I would say even, even like 10 grand is a fucking insanely nice wedding ring. Um, Kate, your thoughts? Okay, first of all, if you're marrying a girl who expects you to spend that much money, yeah. three, and she knows how much you make, and she expe- is expecting you to buy her a ring that's you know thirty to forty grand, yeah, you're, you're you've picked the wrong person. That's a problem. Um, but he's he's the guy who's sharing his money within two sentences. So that's true. Well, he, he might be <laughs> no, but he's he the kind of guy who's letting you know how much he's got. 
yeah. you know, yeah, what maybe, the ring should be worth. Right. I think that if you're making that much money, 10 grand's a lot, but I think that you'll be safe with that. Yeah. And you should definitely ask her parents, particularly dad's permission. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking. And that. then you should ask, make it a surprise. I'm, Girls I'm, love a surprise. I'm thinking even like five, six, seven grand. That's a fucking dope ass ring and probably yeah, a, not, a lot a nice nicer than all her friends. Also, at, at my suggestion to you, don't go out and buy her the ring. Get her a fucking just basic like gold band for when you propose and let her pick out her own or fucking Or get a ring. loaner from the jeweler. Yeah, get a loaner. And be like, this is the ring I'm asking yeah. you with, but you can go back yeah. and pick the one like you like. Like if you have a jeweler that you want to use, a family jeweler, somebody you know and trust, do that because you what? want her to get exactly what she wants. Don't show up with the wrong thing. That That's could, that the could least romantic move of all. Yeah. Well, it, 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 that's true, but it's, it's a good call. Also, oh, also, the, the engagement. Don't make a big production out of it, dude. No do flash Do something mobs. simple. Yeah. Do, don't do the, re- you know, no like jumbotron. on vacation, I don't think is too cheesy. Like if you're walking on the beach no, and it's a romantic, nice. romantic setting and you want to drop down and do it right there, do it. I, I think that's the actually fu- a good the choice. Fun of, the fun of, a, a, of doing it as a surprise, you don't want to pick a holiday. Yeah, because then it's not a surprise. Then she's expecting it. Yeah, if she like, goes out and get a, gets a manicure, I think the it's day cooler. Before. I think it's cooler to surprise surprise her. I sort I sort of agree. I with like that. the element yeah. of surprise yeah. too. I, I think we can all agree on that. Uh, okay. Well, good luck with that, Ron. Let awesome. us know how it goes, Ron. We love you too, Ron. Great question. Uh, appreciate the email. Okay, guys, don't be afraid to reach out like our dear friends Ron and Myrtle Beach and Kyle and Scanson did. Call us 949-464-TBLS. Or send us an email, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. We love helping you with your life coaching needs. That's what we're here for. Uh, Kate, what is going on? We need to talk some some gossip. We need to talk some celeb news. What is going on in the world of pop culture? Well, apparently Tom Cruise's adopted daughter, Bella, got married recently. Mm. She's a Scientologist mm-hmm. practicing, but she mm-hmm. married a which, non-Scientologist. Which, which mom? Um, adopted. Oh, Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman, yeah. Nicole Kidman, okay. But this, but not biological. No, to they adopted her. Yeah. But they adopted her, not That's he right. was he was the stepdad for a little while. No, no they, they adopted, adopted they adopted two kids when they t- were married together. together. Connor, Connor, who's a DJ. Yeah, DJ Connor. And and Bella, who's Connor's the other the one. Chubby black guy, right? Yeah, I don't think he's chubby anymore. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. they they were both kind of chubby. Yeah, I think they've grown out yeah. of that. Anyway, oh, Tom whatever. Cruise wasn't that- invited to the wedding apparently. So I've read different reports. I've read that he was snubbed and that she wasn't marrying a Scientologist. I've also read that no parents on either side, bride or grooms, were invited, and that Tom Cruise foot the bill. So I'm not mm, sure what's going on he's there. He's paying, but he doesn't score an invite. That That's seems pretty weird. fucked up. Kind of weird. That's- Bella has an agenda. Kind of weird. I can't stand Tom Cruise. Yeah. But if she was accepting his money, fuck her. Yeah. She's not inviting him and, and accepting his money. Like if if there was a reason to take a hard stance, it's bizarre. I'm not sure. Then what's take going a hard on. stance. Maybe maybe he was like, ha, okay, ha, yeah. Well, hey, he get married, Bella. Oh, yeah. I'll like, pay the bill. Just send it to my account. Yeah, yeah. Not to look bad. <laughs> but at the same time, if if you're you've got adult children who won't talk to you, that means you're a shitty parent. Oh uh, yeah, totally agree. Also, I think it was like a smoothing over do you for think, him. Do you think she's paying him back for giving her one of the three most basic names in modern times for a, a daughter? Possibly. 
Okay. Bella is right up there. It's very common. Uh, okay, Kate, interesting story. What else is going on? Um, we have a bit of sports pop culture crossover. Um, former oh. hockey player and Dancing with the Stars contestant Sean Avery. Oh, former Ranger, former King. Was reportedly yeah. arrested last week in the Hamptons after he allegedly committed an act of criminal mischief and doubled down with an additional possession of narcotics mm. charge. He was busted with some oxycodone and roxycodone. And uh, I actually saw he this. Was, apparently he was throwing things at passing throwing cars. Throwing rocks at cars in the Hamptons. With pills in his pockets. <laughs> he al- he, 11? He always <laughs> was an agitator, Ed. He was. But he did some socially conscious. He was a, he was a dick on the ice, yeah. but he did some socially conscious things that uh, I don't know. I, I feel a little sympathetic towards him because I think he he had uh, some what, good. Here's good, good. He was he was pro gay, and all of a sudden yeah. he was out of the NHL. He's, some people say he's pro gay. Yeah, for 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 selfish he's, reasons. He's getting he's married. Very, this very natty, a, very natty dresser. A hot yeah. model. Yeah, one of yeah. He's really into fashion. He was worked at Vogue for a while. Yeah. Um, I think this is what I think happened. I think that there were cars speeding on his street. I think that he was maybe a little drunk, pilled up, maybe, and got annoyed and went out and was like throwing things at the speeding. Uh, he cars. would do that. that that's, that's, what, plausible that's what I think. Happened. Because he was, he never. I think he was really annoyed. He w- I will say this about him: he was an instigator on the ice. He never shied away from going toe to toe with a dude. So and, it wouldn't surprise me to see him. And he was a hockey player. Yeah. Right? Like, mm, not not like super, not known for being like really yeah. smart and yeah. sane, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's right. Canadian. Um, okay, Kate. Excellent story. Interesting story. Also, like, do you need to bring your drugs in your pocket everywhere you go? Like, do you, like, I feel like you could just leave them in the medicine cabinet or the glove box or something. That's always a little weird to me. Uh, okay, Kate, next story. All right, this is also sports-related. An anonymous female tipster got a text yesterday from a woman claiming to be NFL star Victor Cruz's fiance Elena Watley, who's also um, featured on the show Wags, which I'm very into. What, what is this? Is it a, like a, it's, it's it's a show, show about it's like a real, wives and girlfriends it's like a real housewives. of athletes but in the they're, US. Wags. They're, they're all, I, get I get it, I get it. They're, it's, it's so bad. They're all, all their, all their, their husbands are like guys that are about to be, to leave the NFL. Like it's like. Mm. Except for this chick. Yeah, but she's not like a so, main chick. Sounds great. Yeah, it's she's terrible, not, Ed. It's, it's really, the worst it's really thing bad. on TV. Really into it. Anyway, they have a three-year-old daughter together. Um, but oh, apparently yeah. she sent a group text that said, hello, ladies, this is Elena, Victor Cruz's fiance. You all know about me, and I seem to be the topic of conversations in all of your conversations with Vic. I'm sure he's told you many of things about us and how we don't exist, but given the fact that you all meet him in hotel rooms only, we all know that's a lie. Mm-hmm. Just as he tells me, you all are whores and mean nothing to him. I figured since you all know about me, then I should introduce each one of you to each other so we can all know who we have been fucking for the past several months. So ladies, meet one another and feel free to exchange notes. So she apparently <sighs> said that to um, a bunch very, of other chicks that he's getting down a with. A bunch of his jump-offs. That's right. Very mouthy. His side pieces. Sure. It was a long text. I will say this, Ed. Victor Cruz is a little guy by NFL standards. By human standards. Yeah. I, I, I saw him. I was at some sort of pre 
show at, uh, at the Kanye Jay-Z show. Yeah. I was at one of these things, and I was next to him at, like, the drink line. He's he's a small guy. Small guy. Just speed guy. Also likes to salsa dance after he scores a touchdown. <laughs> do you think, like, do you put it past him, or do you hold it against him that this guy needs to go out and get a lot, a lot, a lot of pussy just to let people know, hey, I'm macho. Yeah, I might be little. I might be called Victor Cruz, and I like to salsa dance when I score a touchdown. But I also love to fuck chicks. And if you don't know that, <laughs> I, look, my girlfriend's texting them all because I got so many mistresses on the side that I'm fucking because I'm I'm a real I'm, macho. I'm a it's man. It's so hard for the course. I just feel like you're an athlete. You feel like you have to do it. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a, a piece of information that pretty much confirms everything here. Okay. Okay. He's childhood buddies. Yeah. And still close friends with an NBA player who used to play for the Knicks, now plays for the Cavs. J.R. Smith. Yes. Wow. Th- that that pretty much says it all, right? What? I don't get it. J.R. Well, J.R. Smith, who's infamous Cox. pickup line. He's well, he's known for getting a lot of pussy, and one his one of his D, his sexed DMs came out one time, and his infamous pickup line is so. You looking to get the pipe? Oh yeah, I know that one. Like, who doesn't? Yeah, like who who yeah. has? And who so has like, who, I mean, I know, it, I know, I remember in, when Kate, that came out. Kate, in your single days, were you swooned by that line often? <laughs> and, but like often. after the football season was over, he would be close to the court at Knicks games and like high five and Jr. Smith all the time. Like those guys are yeah. tight. Like, like they've, they've got, got the, the same, same kind of routine. Ed, they've probably high fived in a spit roast before. Sure. Finger of course. Cuffs. Of course. Gross. They probably they probably they probably done, done like played patty cake in a no spit roast. No doubt before. there was a spit roast going on. Oh, for sure. 100%. Go well, Good for Victor Cruz. I do like that she's like not not like, "Hey, you motherfucker, you've been cheating on me. I'm breaking up with you." She's like, "Nah, I'm going to text all these other chicks and let and mark my territory. Let them know that this is my man." And also like, let them know that they're not sp- the special yeah, side like piece. they're like they're the evil ones when really he's the one that's in a relationship with her that's going around and well, fucking she's all these blowing girls. his shit up too by doing that yeah, yeah. i'm no relationship expert aren't you but i i'm pretty i'm pretty sure that's that's probably the best way to keep the relationship going uh yeah right shut like, it down to just to just blast everyone and talk about it, all airing your dirty I'm pretty laundry. sure she had words yeah. to him but as well. Now, now he'll have to cultivate all new side pieces. <laughs> yeah, that, that should <laughs> be hard. For he's just going to have to salsa dance his way into <laughs> a few more hearts. Uh, okay, Kate, what else is going on in the world of pop culture? Uh, a very, very sports heavy. Yeah, yeah well, you turned sporty. We're, we're New York sports. We're heavy. bouncing from the NY sports world now. I have some bad news, guys. Seems that Avril Lavigne and Shag Kroger, douchiest couple of all time, might be back together Ooh. only one month Ooh. after announcing their divorce. Avril posted a picture of a very happy-looking Chad in the studio with his guitar. Cash in the photo. Back where it all started. Uh, We can only pray these two aren't making music together. Could you you think of anything worse? Well, here's my thoughts on this. Yeah, they're a horrible couple. But if they split apart, they could potentially mate with two more horrible people. So it's better to keep the horrible people together in a relationship. Contain them. Ed, are you familiar? Contain it. Contain it before it gets into the drinking water. That's exa- you, want, you want it. That's a, keep it up there in Canada. Like, uh, 
Anything goes up there. Just keep them across the border. Like one can't get the other one's citizenship now because they're both Canadian. So keep them up there in Canada. I'm fine with that. I, I know you've you've brought both of them up several times in the past, and like I just only kind of know them. Like I I couldn't tell you any songs that either of them. But and, you're and, familiar and, and, with the band Nickelback. I know. The, no, I, I'm familiar with Nickelback. I'm I know, familiar I with Avril Lavigne. But like when sometimes when I say stuff like that, and people are like, oh, then you'll know the song like Jesus is crying, and I'm like, no, I no, really did, I have no she, idea. She what did Skater Boy. That's the only song. I was a skater boy, but it's a skater boy. I skater boy. It doesn't even ring a bell. And then he does this. But I know that they're they're both like famous. I do, uh, do know that photograph. It's all I know. Uh, okay, all Kate. Right, what else? Um, okay. One more. This is a great story. I love yeah. it when phony people are exposed. Oh, yeah. Me too. And Rosie O'Donnell. Big phony. But one of the biggest phonies. Right up there with Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen DeGeneres is possibly the biggest phony that there is because guys, no one realizes what a phony she is. Guys, these people suck. Why, and we why, are, the, why are they phonies? I mean, first, I don't like first either hand of them. information. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Rosie O'Donnell, Adam Carolla always talks about what a huge, nasty, fake person Rosie O'Donnell Rosie, is. Oh, yeah. Anyway, her adopted daughter, Chelsea, I don't know if you remember, um, mm, late I August, see. Chelsea she was 17. She this, Rosie was like, my daughter's gone she's missing. She's gone missing, yeah. With her she therapy was, she dog, ran, she ran off with a with a heroin dealer in New Jersey. Nyack. Yeah, Long Island. Oh, Long Island. Are you sure? That was, was in Jersey. Nyack is not. Nyack's New where Jersey. they live, but she yeah. bounced yeah. to wherever. Yeah, he, she anyway, ran look, away. The point of the story is with that a Jersey Ro- heroin Rosie dealer. really kicked her out of the house. Yeah, of course she did. And then she was like saying that my daughter's gone missing. Please mm-hmm. help me find Chelsea. She's mentally ill. Yeah. She's not mentally ill at all. No. Anyway, Chelsea has spoken well, for the first the time about, she's done this interview telling about what it was like to grow up as Rosie's daughter. Yes. And what really oh, I happened, love this. Yes. Um, in the days she was reported missing by her frantic mother. Um, she said, Chelsea says, I find her not genuine a lot of the time. When we'd go out, she was a completely different person in public than at home. And I have a hard time with that. It's like two different people. Uh-huh. She also spoke to deny the star's public claims made through um, O'Donnell's own social media accounts and apparently to the police that she had run away from home when she'd been kicked out two weeks before her 18th birthday. Um, she also tells, she also, sorry, she tells how despite Rosie's public avowal of the importance of family life, she had been largely raised by nannies and was closer to two of her nannies and Rosie. Of course. So there's more, but you get mm-hmm. the gist. Basically, that she's not a good mom and a fake person, which we all knew. And if you didn't know, you know. Not cool of her to make up the part about her daughter running away. Oh, and, do we, we know that's true? Well, that's what the daughter says. And yeah, oh, the daughter who was just told that she ran away with a, a, a heroin dealer. Yeah, like, I don't, I really, I've never, t- leave it to her, Ed her mom kicked her out. And so she didn't have anywhere Rosie to go. So she bounced to her boyfriend's house. Hang on. That's I've, what 17 I've never, year olds do. There's no reason for me to like, I, I've never found Rosie O'Donnell uh, entertaining. I hated what she did to uh, Betty. I, I never saw the movie, but. They cast the Flintstones with her as Betty Rubble, Awful. which is a Awful. travesty. And that but, one, that one. But I have Baldwin no reason brother, to like her. Stephen but I'm just Baldwin saying, like Barney, take it. Yeah, just the casting was 
gave me a heart attack. Horrible. But Pretty sure you, she I'm used just, to pretend I'm to be I'm just saying, like, taking too. the side of, of an emotional teenage daughter who who just came in the news for running off with a, with a drug dealer. Like, who knows? I, I, I just can't believe we, we know for sure what, what happened there. I am on – I'll take the side of the daughter here, and I don't like that Rosie O'Donnell – has had, had went to the extent to use up the municipal services available to her, use up more than her fair share of the municipal <laughs> services available to her. Yeah. Much like she uses up more than her fair share of the hostess products. <laughs> Who do you think has a larger head, Available her or I, John Goodman? Uh, well, Oprah. Oprah's got the biggest head of all. No, I think he means physically. That's I. That's what I mean. No, John Goodman I, she's, and Rosie's Oprah's head. Oprah's also a huge phony, if you John, ask me. John Rosie, John, John Goodman and Rosie's heads an Oprah fan. could both fit. In, you know how you Is can put, anyone an Oprah fan? Yes. Is Oprah anyone really an Oprah fan? Some people are women obsessed with Oprah. Ed, you know how you can put two basketballs across a basketball hoop and they'll both go through? Yeah, you could put John Goodman's head and Rosie O'Donnell's head inside of Oprah's head. That's a bigger head. <laughs> How many jelly beans could you fit in uh, Oprah's head? A thousand, ten thousand, five hundred thousand. All the jelly beans, unlimited All amount of, of jelly beans. Yeah. Uh, okay, is that it, it Kato? That is it. Okay, excellent job all around. Thank you very much for Fancy Pop for Kate McManus. For Ed Daly, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been episode 90 of the Baller Lifestyle podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We will see you next week. Goodbye.